Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the Prince films Graffiti Bridge and Three Chains of Gold. You don't have to have seen either of them to, to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen them, just be aware that the plots, as thin as they are, might be spoiled for you. Enjoy. Hello. 200. We did it. That is we made how it. old we are. We've been doing this show for 200 years. It's been 200 millennia since we started this show. It's been 200 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it's been Seriously, 200 I episodes. <laughs> exactly. Since you listened to us, um, I hope not. We have, yeah, we've been doing this show for a really long time, 200 weeks, I guess, but it's been really, really something, and I'm really, really glad that we made it, and obviously, as I, I always say, we're going to be doing this until we die, um, which is going to be a lot more episodes, we're going to get into quadruple figures, but I think even to get to triple figures is a really great achievement, and we have watched some very good films and some very bad films and a lot of stuff in between, and when you look back on a body of work like that, it's it's really something, you know? Yeah, for sure. I am very, very happy that we have made it this far. We have much more shite to get through. <laughs> we have many more fantastic um, fantastic films to watch, I'm sure, as well. Um, it's really but, opened yeah. my eyes to some of the nonsense that's out there. You know, If it wasn't for this show, I'd never have seen probably The Bridges of Madison County or <laughs> exactly. exactly. Or Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch would never have been watched. Um, or B-movie. So, just to give you a little sense of how far we are, we are now equal on episodes with the original run of Woody Woodpecker, Woodpecker from the 40s through to the 70s. So that wow. made it to 200 episodes. We are one away from the American office, <gasps> which made it to 201 episodes. Um, but those are like 20 minutes each, right? Yes, yes. So, so we've yeah, already we've, surpassed that. We have oh, surpassed them. How long is an episode of Woody Woodpecker? I couldn't <laughs> tell you, but I'm sure it's not around an hour each we, time. We have surpassed them in volume of content. Um, we are equal with Sailor Moon. Oh, wow. We are equal with Beavis and Butthead. Um, we have beaten CSI New York. We have wow. beaten Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, depending on where you are in the world. Um, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles sounds so clumsy. Yeah, that's what it was. Was that's what it was called over here because it was they didn't want ninja in the name because they thought it was too violent. <laughs> Not because of a racist towards ninjas. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Um, but mutant is fine. Mutant is fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we've beaten Felix the Cat. Never liked that guy iconic cartoon with a dickhead cat felix the cat <laughs> um we are far away from the all-time records for television shows though because there's some television shows that have had 
like tens of thousands of episodes really? soap operas for instance so yeah days of our lives for instance is up to 13,927 that's episodes. not real that's a show that they made up in <laughs> friends for joey to pretend to be on when he's a pretend actor yeah there's definitely not a show called days of our lives it's all made up no, no one um, could, no one would call the show that so, so yeah, so we're, I I doubt we're going to you know maybe maybe if we really ramped up production we might be Emmerdale go into daily or or twice a day Emmerdale's at eight thousand nine hundred and ninety three I I think we can get there eight thousand nine hundred so that's like nine thousand nine thousand divided by fifty two is one hundred and seventy three years okay maybe not. <laughs> We'd have to double it and then hope that I don't die young. And but that, genuinely, that, that. in our lifetime, we might get to the sort of future armor heads in jars situation. Might yeah. we? we might be able to live for 173 more years? You know? We could and 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 hope that they just stop making Emmerdale. That's my new goal in life: is to have more more ke- more content than Emmerdale. That's what I'm after. Yeah. It doesn't have to be good content; it just has to be content. But of course, neighbours will always surpass that. I assume things are different I assume in Australia. So. Yeah, yeah. Neighbours is never, never going. Um, but I, I reckon Family Feud is at three thousand episodes. Never seen that. That's a long Maybe. feud. That's <laughs> a long feud. You, you know the game show Family Feud. Is that like Family Fortunes? But yeah, American. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe we can reach that level. Maybe we can reach... I used to love Family food. Fortunes with Les Dennis when I was a kid. Were you into that? Yeah, I used to I used to like it. I used to like those kind of shows. And then um, years later, or about... I can't remember what about... Maybe sort of eight eight years ago or so, I went when I was visiting my dad in, um, in Stockport, we went to a local pantomime and Les Dennis was in it and he was terrible. And it really ruined oh, family no. fortunes for me. And then about a week later, we found out that the organizer of the panto had embezzled all the money and done a runner. So Les Dennis oh, never even got paid. That is that is uh, shocking. Scandal. Yeah. Scandal. High so here's a few panto. Here's a few shows that are coming up that I think we can beat. So The Big Bang Theory, 255 episodes. We can get that easy. Oh, easy fuck that easy, show easy. as well. <laughs> One of the worst shows ever made. Friends made because t- I think Jim Parsons seems like a really nice guy, and I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff where I think he's been really good. So it's just that show is a cliche-ridden nonsense hole. Um, Friends made it to two hundred and thirty-six episodes. We can beat that. Yeah, easily. Easy. We'll beat that Sleep. this year, or maybe early next year. Yeah, it won't be long, will it? Um, How I Met Your Mother only made it to two hundred. Only made it to two hundred and eight episodes. Pathetic. Um, <laughs> we can we can beat that as well. I mean, we're going to get there within you know a couple of months. It's amazing. I'm really happy um, about that. Murder she wrote 264 episodes. Nah, that's weak. Yeah, so we've got some we've got some big scalps we're going to take in the next couple of years. We're um, kicking us and taking scalps. Um, if you watched The Big Breakfast when you were younger, do you remember The Big Breakfast on Channel 4? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was 2,500-ish episodes. So that'll be our big challenge. Can we make it to 2,500 episodes? A daily show is a tough one to if beat, we turn to a, if we If we turn into a daily show, we can do it. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Every day, watch some, some nonsense film and talk about it. <laughs> if I win the lottery, I'm going to tell you to leave your job 
and then we will do this full time every day. I genuinely would do that. That would be amazing. We could do that weekends as well. <laughs> or we could we could you know do two two in one day twice a week, and then we'd have the weekend off, and then have the weekend off. Yeah. This is what those yeah. podcasters who get paid lots of money to do do. That's what Mark Marin does. It's, yeah, he only works all... about three hours a week. Yeah, they just it's easy, isn't it? It's like it's yeah. like people who play video games on YouTube or stream on Twitch. They don't do any work. They don't have to work these huge no, hour shifts. Do, do anything. Jordan to, Peterson to... doesn't do anything. Joe Rogan, <laughs> don't get me started on Joe Joe fucking Rogan. <laughs> you know, we I was thinking, mm, we've made it to 200 episodes. This is an opportunity to to leave our baggage at the door and go forward with positive messaging. No, fuck and you never people. mention Jordan Peterson again. <laughs> fuck you, Kermit. <laughs> he's been um, very upset this week because someone portrayed him as a villain in a comic book yeah there was a there was a satire of him <laughs> in captain america and he's furious about it god bless him he is he is let livid genuinely livid about um being portrayed as a villain sort of in a comic book yeah just get a life you're supposed to be a, a, a academic yeah, Grace I cannot believe the skin, University of Toronto loser. still employs him. Well, he's a moneymaker, isn't he? I guess so, yeah. He brings them loads of money, so of course they're going to keep him around. Yeah, it's very bad. But I think Prince had more money than him. I think Prince had more money than him, yeah. Um, and speaking of things that are very bad, <laughs> we watched two Prince Let's talk about some of Prince's things. work. Yes, <laughs> as we do, as we always do on a, a big episode. Well, I say that having had two of these before, which was I think Purple Rain was actually episode fifty-two, wasn't it? So we it was in yeah. a year, and then we did Under the Cherry Moon for um, episode one hundred. So it's been a hundred episodes since we talked about a Prince film. It's been, been yeah. too long, yeah. but I think after this we can't. Well, there aren't any more for us to talk about. This is going to do "Sign O the Times," which was his concert film. So you could argue that you know because he's such an overtly sexual and romantic person that anything that has him in has romance in it. But I still think asking you to watch a concert film would be pushing it, especially as Three Chains O Gold doesn't really constitute a film either. No, I think we could do "Sign of the Times" when we beat Emmerdale. Okay, that's our when that's my heads reward. Heads in jars, <laughs> we're heads in jars. We can do. We can I'm going to wait the until then to to watch it because I've never actually watched yeah. it. Yeah, no, you've got to wait. You can't watch it without me. Okay, <laughs> deal. That's um, going to be my my motivation for us beating Emmerdale. <laughs> so you get to watch a prince a prince live film. Um, so yeah, we watched. This is your doing, of course. I blame you entirely for this. We watched two very bad films here. I don't think even the most ardent Prince fan can defend either of these, can they? Surely. No. Well, it depends on how you define defend, because I got a certain enjoyment in watch out of watching both of these, but not because they were good films, just because it was Prince, right? And you're thinking... Prince was this insane genius and this is kind of peak Prince of him just kind of doing his Prince thing and there's nothing out there like this and there's an appreciation that I had for both of them on that level. But yeah, I don't know if I enjoyed either of them as a film. <laughs> Yet when Radiohead release an atonal electronica album, you're furious about it. You mean all of their albums? 
<laughs> this is the both of these movies are the equivalent of Tom York deciding that he doesn't care what people think about his music and just doing whatever he wants. Yeah, I I admire that quality in Tom York. Yeah. Um the thing is that he hasn't earned that by well actually the, no no that's why it's worse because he has earned it by writing three or four really good songs and then choosing not to do any more good ones. But Prince really cared about film. He was desperate to to have these be a success. And three chains of three chains of gold I think you can kind of write off as almost a promo thing but graffiti bridge his heart and soul is in that movie yeah and it is it is not good um immediate immediately the moment that the acting begins you're like this is why prince didn't become a movie star and we and use I'm the sorry. term acting loosely yeah i'm sorry prince r.i.p musical genius not an actor Sexy musical genius, not an actor. I think that's fair. Do you think that if like his performance in Purple Rain and Under the Cherry Moon or whatever had actually been like really well received, he might have gone on to star in films? I think he wanted to do that, didn't he? I think it was pretty obvious that he wanted to expand into more narrative-based artistry. Um, because you can see that in the albums where a lot of them had that kind of conceptual feeling behind them, even if they weren't strongly formed concept albums at times there were still these thematic elements that ran through them um so i think he had an interest in telling stories um and made multiple attempts to be an actor i don't think you make multiple attempts to be an actor unless you want to do it so if he had the ability i think he probably would have tried to do it more an actor a writer and director he he did it all yeah he did it all badly (laughs) yeah but yeah, his his commitment to that vision is just yeah, it's it's totally amazing, really. And I think with Graffiti Bridge and especially with Three Chains of Gold, this is exactly what he wanted to do. Where maybe there was well, with Graffiti Bridge, I think it's very interesting because it was sort of a a sequel to Purple Rain, and he struggled to get it off the ground. But eventually, he managed to convince the studio, or so I heard, that you know, as a sequel to Purple Rain, it was going to do well because that did well, um, and they let him get away with some stuff, and then it did not do well. So by the time he then wants to make another film, it's actually just a sort of video promo thing. A, like a bunch of music videos thrown together with some weird scenes and some voiceovers and some spiritual shit. Whereas I think it, he wanted, I reckon that he wanted Three Chains of Gold to be a film, but he couldn't get the backing of a studio, so just had to do it as a promo thing. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure how much I agree with you about the difficulty getting Graffiti Bridge made, because although maybe they were hesitant to... um although maybe they were hesitant to actually get get it made in the first place, when it was actually announced, there was then a lot of media hype around it because Purple Rain had done so well. Um, when they found out, oh, sequel to Purple Rain, Prince, interesting, let's see what's going to happen. Um, there was this hype around it that then didn't, um, didn't happen, really. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's worse because if it is hyped and then it's really terrible, it's sort of... Yeah, goes down like a sinking ship. Yeah, so so sort of um so according to Terry Lewis, apparently, um it was originally going to be mainly about the time. Not to be confused with sign o the times. 
not to be confused with sign of the times but then it eventually shifted into being this prince vehicle almost um which is interesting because much more so than purple rain it feels like an egotistical venture um where there's there's very strong parallels in both of these movies that we watched to uh to the room i'd say yeah in terms of everything revolving around this perfect central character who's misunderstood and a genius where both of them have these huge tommy wiseau and prince don't often get mentioned in the same breath but when it comes to mute uh to, to movie making ability and the way that they create their movies there are definite parallels here they share a lot more than you might think Tommy Wiseau is Prince. Yeah. Little known fact. Reincarnated. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so so it's interesting um, that, yeah, there, there's, you know, there was some positivity around Graffiti Bridge, but it is a, a bit of a disaster. And I, I don't want to say that it's, it's, it's awful, irredeemable. There are some bits which work. Um, but in general, it feels just like a, you've got this lead character in the kid who the let's kid. take it back to let's take it back to purple rain where purple rain has character growth and that is something that's completely missing from yeah. either of these these, <laughs> these 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 movies i don't know what um, you mean the sexy angel lady gets hit by a car and then ascends into heaven she grows <laughs> up about as far as it's possible to grow right well, that's the yeah that's 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 exactly right so so in the first movie you've got the kid who's this this angry uh genius who feels like he's misunderstood he doesn't listen to anyone else and he goes out and does things on his own but then he realizes by the end wait i need some of these people around me so when he plays purple rain that's a song that was initially being worked on by his band that he 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 was dismissive of but then they all come together and there's this epic finale where they realize wait we i need these other people around me so he's got that personal growth and then he dances for another four songs just to show off how great he is on his own (laughs) exactly um but but there's that slight twinkle of humility and understanding um graffiti bridge graffiti bridge does not have that at all you've got misunderstood genius the world doesn't know what they're missing what's all this rap music nonsense (laughs) The guy um, in his band just wants to rap, and he's not allowed to rap. No, and and I didn't realise Prince was part of the anti-rap alliance of the 1980s into the 1990s. But then that guy's rapping all over Three Chains of Gold. Yeah, exactly. Same so guy. he clearly changed. He clearly changed his mind then. But then he reverted back on it because remember, the Prince released an album through the mail on Sunday, <laughs> which is the core component of the anti-rap alliance. That's true. Can you imagine. Yeah. Anyone who writes for the Mail or the Mail on Sunday ever listening to rap music? No, but I can imagine them listening to The Lion of Judah by Prince. <laughs> so so here's the Prince timeline. Prince <laughs> hates rap music. He's like, oh, these damn rappers, they're ruining music. Oh, you call rappers? that, you call that music? music? This voice I'm doing right now, that's Prince's actual voice. The rest of it was all a performance. Oh, it's it was dubbed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Little known fact that on all of his movies and all of his songs, it was dubbed. Yeah, and so purple rain, purple rain. <laughs> He's actually that's a um, school librarian or an IT teacher <laughs> from the mid 2000s. 
That's exactly right. Um, so Prince is there going, oh, I hate rap music. It's disgraceful. It doesn't sound anything like it. Oh, what's this nonsense? Run DMC, more like run in the other direction from that racket, honestly. <laughs> um, then Three Chains of Gold, he's like, hold on a second. This rap music's quite cool. Yeah. Puts it out there. But then... I want to put a ref- rapper on a song that's all about me. I'm so My cool. My name is Prince and I am funky. Here's the rapper. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do love so, that song. So it is a great song. But then, uh, yeah, after that, he then reverts back to going, oh, damn rap music, honestly. Or oh, you know what else I hate? Democracy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to release an album through the mail on Sunday. That'll show it. I'm sure that people who read the mail on Sunday will love my music. Prince, famous conservative. (laughs) Famous Tory conference attendee, Prince. (laughs) Yeah, famous artist beloved of the right wing, Prince. Yeah. Um, Well, I I, I do wonder. Composer of UKIP Calypso, Prince. (laughs) I, I do wonder what decisions were made that eventually led to the album being released for free in the mail on Sunday. I genuinely have no idea. Other than that, I... Prince was so prolific that he put out so much stuff that he just didn't give a shit where any of it went, really. Like, for a while, he was just releasing stuff online and not even bothering to put it on CDs. And this is, like, before Spotify or whatever. You know, he was just giving his stuff away. And I think he just didn't really care. Someone said, do you want to do that? He probably went, yeah, all right, whatever. I'm moving it's on just... to something. I'm in my bedroom basement thing that looks like the Water Temple and Majora's Mask composing some songs. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's just interesting because, you know, Prince isn't someone who shies away or, or wasn't someone that shied away particularly from uh, the social climate around him. And that's shown through the messaging in various... When, when Prince didn't write about putting his penis in things that the 10 percent of the songs that aren't about prince putting his penis in things he had a social conscience and so i'm thinking how did he think or or how did a publicist get through that filter to go hey do you want to put out a free album in a hate rag and you're prince never went, gonna let yeah go, okay i'm never gonna let it go <laughs> who the fuck releases an album for free on the mail on sunday It wasn't even a proper album. It was one of his cast-offs. He recorded it in a day, probably. He was one of those guys who literally would record 10 songs in a day and keep them all. That's his Gary Barlow behaviour. That's all I'm going to say on the subject. Gary Barlow behaviour. No. Prince paid his taxes. Tory behaviour. Prime Tory behaviour. Releasing an album through the mail on Sunday. Not out of 20, Prince released an album through the mail on Sunday. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Anyway, right. So, how do we get? On? Oh, yeah, he hates rap music. So, so Graffiti Bridge. He's got this. He's he, he owns a club, as does everybody else. They all yeah. around the corner from one another. Um, no one turns up to the kids' club because everyone in Prince's universe owns their own club where they always all perform every night, and they're all very successful. Apart okay, from I'm Prince's, <laughs> apart from Prince's, where it's only moderately successful. Um, and this means yeah. that his club's going to go under. And part of that is They're all is like, oh, it's not very busy tonight. Well, the place is packed out. I'm looking at the probably 100 plus people in there and thinking, I've played to less than 10% of that and been happy. And again, that comes down to the ego thing because he couldn't bear to have a, a film showing nobody turning up. So it still had to be very, very successful. 
but just not as successful as Morris Day's club. No. And that and that's what it comes down to. We get it. it comes down to the ego. It it it's you have to be this infallible figure in Graffiti Bridge, which is where the movie falls down time and time again, is that there's no progression, there's no tension, there's nothing. Um although there are moments that made me laugh. Um I did enjoy the person who just wanted to rap and who was never even listened to. There was no response back to him saying, I'd like to rap, please. <laughs> no. It, it was just, just ignored. I'm not allowed to rap. Um, I enjoyed, at times, Morris Day and Jerome. Um, yeah. They, they carried over that relationship, which worked quite well in um, in Purple Rain, in being the sort of comic villains. You There's could a see brilliant... an ill-fated sitcom pilot spinning off from this, couldn't you, Morris <laughs> yeah, and Jerome? Yeah, you could. You could. Um, and, and, and there's that great bit where they're kind of introduced in the movie where, where, um, where they, they get out of their car and there's a big puddle there. And so Jerome takes the coat off, uh, off Morris Day's girlfriend slash financier slash dancer slash performer and then puts it over the puddle so Morris Day can enter the club. And I thought that is extremely funny. Um, it didn't always work, but there were moments where it did work. Um, I liked when well, Morris Day said them. to the sexy angel lady, where'd you get that ass? And she said, same place you got your manners. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, where did he get his manners from? From his parents. Did she also get her butt from his parents? Yeah, they were very did confused a, about the dialogue there. Did they own a butt store? Or Maybe was she his did. sister? Maybe she was his sister. And there was this whole incest thing going on there that was going to be explored but we were too busy watching prince play music yeah which definitely makes it really weird when morris day talks about himself and jerome as being a pimp sandwich later on in the film (laughs) yeah the worst kind of sandwich yeah um there's one bit i noticed as well so 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 a lot of the i'm gonna say plot but graffiti bridge has a plot in comparison to three chains of gold yeah. It does not have a plot in comparison to any other feature-length movie ever. No. Um, I d- even, like, The Room has more of a plot than this, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and and there's this there's this great moment where Morris Day and, and his gang, they turn up in Prince's Club and they start roughing it up a bit and going, we're going to take your club away from you, the kid. You're screwed, mate. Because of and, some legal shit or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was and left Morris, by the guy in the other film who died or whatever. And and Morris Day then unzips his trousers and pees in Prince's potted plant. That's not <laughs> a metaphor. That's extremely funny. That's not a metaphor. This is literally what happens. But then they set it on fire. And so I was thinking, does Morris Day have flammable piss? Maybe he does. Maybe that's his is that, superpower. Is that his, if he was an X-Men, he'd be fire piss. Yeah. The Wolverine, Cyclops, fire piss, and then suddenly it's on fire. Yeah, they set it on fire afterwards, and I'm no—I'm no scientist, I'm no biologist, but I think that if you pissed on a bush and then tried to set it alight, it would not set on fire. Well, that's the thing. Unless you have, it's often the opposite of what you think is going to happen. Like releasing an album through the mail on Sunday, it's the—it's what you'd least expect. He always does the thing that people least expect. You say that, like releasing a competent film. But I, I was expecting Graffiti Bridge to be terrible, and it is. <laughs> That's um, true. But 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 there, there there are moments of weirdness like that that kind of 
I, d- I don't necessarily want to say that Graffiti Bridge is worth watching because there's an awful lot of absolute nonsense in it. It is a terrible movie, but there's bits like the the flammable piss bush, uh, the putting the coat down on the floor, um, that are really funny and really interesting and really strange. And you kind of think, how did we reach this point? There's a bit early on where... <laughs> where the people who are working for Morris Day and him, they're all sitting around a table having a meeting and one of them goes, I want more money. Give me more money. And then Morris Day forces him to eat a hot chili pepper. And because he can't eat it, they clearly don't get the money. And I'm thinking that's, that's not union compliant, is it? That's how, that's how it works. Yeah. The whole time it's like, he's this mean guy who's just withholding money and being horrible to everyone. You're like, you are a real villain, Morris Day, but somehow you're more interesting than Prince. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but yeah i think if you went to unite and were like i went to my boss for a raise and he said you can have a raise but you've got to eat this chili pepper and if you don't eat it you don't get your raise i'm fairly certain they'd start proceedings against the company yeah um so yeah it's morris day would turn up at the tribunal and piss in all their plants <laughs> exactly exactly um there's there's other bits that I don't like. There's a random dancing child, this tiny dancing child that sings a song. I yeah, I'm not up about? with. Well, I was going to say I'm not up with Prince Law. I don't know if he's some kind of Prince prodigy or something like that. I was going to ask you, do you know who this tiny? No, dancing I've got child no idea. Is? I was like, who the hell is this kid? <laughs> it's probably <laughs> yeah. supposed to be like Prince as a child or something, because the whole thing is all about this kind of spiritual thing, isn't it? At this point, he's still has faith prince hasn't become a jehovah's witness at this point but he's still quite into god and that's what's really interesting i thought when you were saying earlier about 90 percent of his songs being about putting his penis in things the other 10 percent, i thought you were going to say the other 10 percent is about god which is mostly true and there's a lot of god stuff in here as well which is what makes it it elevates it from being weird to it being super weird yeah you've got sexy angel woman you've got all of that kind of stuff um this spirituality and, and every line this. he says is like he's he's Jesus. The way he says it, like every line <laughs> yeah. he says is like soft lighting. He's got this like leonine hair. You know, every line he says is like, just like hey, I'm Prince, I'm the Messiah. Uh, it's it's very strange, isn't it? Um, but it, it that then kind of ties into this this dreamlike quality that Graffiti Bridge has, and that's not just through a nonsensical plot. All of these non sequiturs the the just random drifts that it takes it's also sometimes a strangely pretty film it's a very fake looking film it's very much looks like a collection of studio sets because it is the set um, with the streets where it's all outside it looks a lot like cats i wrote down <laughs> i wrote down it's cats did you in my notes. yeah <laughs> um at, at its i think at its worst, it looks like cats. It's got the weird fake streets and the neon lighting, and it all looks incredibly tacky. I wonder if someone who worked on Cats saw Graffiti Bridge and thought, yes, that's what we need to do to Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. Um, but uh, other times it looks better, um, where it's obviously fake, but there's a style around it almost like tim burton's batman which obviously prince did the soundtrack for yeah um it's got a similar kind of feel where it's like this this weird otherworldliness um 
so yeah so so it goes from that so it's not as good as as as, as batman but it's got a similar kind of feel down to this is cats but made on a cheaper budget in 1990 <laughs> so songs it does that don't good. make you want to claw your eyes out some of them some of the songs make you want to claw your eyes at least out. nobody not- in this film unzips their skin and steps out of it I mean, I would have liked that. If you, if you imagine Morris Day just <laughs> unzipping his skin. That um, seems like the kind of creepy shit he'd do, to be fair. So so I do have a question for you about Graffiti Bridge. Do you think it's better or worse than Under the Cherry Moon? I think it's worse than Under the Cherry Moon. Um, I think I have a bit of a soft spot for Under the Cherry Moon because that's like... Prince's attempt to actually make a bit more of a film, isn't it? It's a bit more out there. So Graffiti Bridge and Purple Rain and to a lesser extent Three Chains of Gold, they're a bit more of him channeling his own life into stuff, aren't they? A lot of this is sort of vague it's sort of vaguely autobiographical, it's set in where he comes from. Whereas, you know, him playing a sort of swindling gigolo character in black and white in France for no reason. Yeah, that that's what I like. That's what that's what I like. And tricky Jerome is in that as well and he says it's a full moon I'm a werewolf kiss my ass bitch. So, you know, I have to <laughs> I have to hand it to under the cherry moon. Um, yeah, that, from that point that, of view. So do do you think it's worse or better? I think it's worse as well. Um kind of for similar reasons. So, I'd say the graffiti bridge when is it its best is a prettier movie to look at when it's got all of the good lighting, the good cinematography you're like okay, yeah, I can get behind that. But overall, I'd say, like I said, uh, Under the Cherry Moon, I did not like at all, but at least it had a plot. It did. Um, there was some growth had, and some progression and yeah. whatever. There were a bit more sort of story beats throughout it that you could follow, weren't there? It didn't feel like a bunch of really, really long musical numbers with a bit of story sort of inserted in the corners, did it? It actually felt like a story with musical numbers inserted, whereas in, within graffiti, in graffiti Bridge, it's the other way around, isn't it? yeah and i think graffiti bridge as well has got a problem of being po-faced a lot of the time so morris day is a delight because well some of some of the time he's a delight and it's quite quite um entertaining um but most of the time this movie is really just really po-faced the whole thing around aura and the kid yeah it's just so dull and insipid it's wet milk which is not what you expect from from prince ever wet jesus milk it's wet jesus wet holy milk. water um yeah it's it's uh yeah you've got sort of like are there really angels or are they just in our minds yeah it all comes out in the wash which is the first line of the the movie i think isn't it and then he um, says that again at the end it's just like ugh, just nonsense absolutely you don't even really realize at first you think she's just a sexy lady who's come along and of course he he says that like oh that that's his future wife or whatever weirdly and then (laughs) my future wife (laughs) my wife (laughs) (laughs) um you were gonna say that lots for last week's episode weren't you and then you didn't i was i forgot i was i meant to make various bad fake borat jokes throughout last week's episode what film did we even watch oh fatal yeah fatal yeah yeah. i've Um, watched two prince things and that's kind of flushed everything out of my brain (laughs) it's a a a psychic enema yes is is what's happened this week (laughs) um 
So yeah, Prince yeah. looks beautiful in this film. He's got this long mane of hair. He's always wearing something that looks like it used to be a woman's underwear on his top. You know, it's brilliant. From that point of view, Prince is Prince, and he's wonderful. He's beautiful to watch, but yeah, every time he actually starts talking or there's like a scene, it's just ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, it's it's extremely bad. Um, there's there's a few things that I'd say I like. George Clinton's in it. Yeah, which is great. George Clinton, underrated king of funk, appears. Yeah, he appears Doesn't have any George lines of Clinton. dialogue. He just sings, and then signs um, over his club to the baddies in the final yeah. scene. <laughs> Yeah, that's all, that's all we've got. Is, yeah, which is the least George Clinton thing. I can't imagine George Clinton ever doing that. He put no. up a fight. There was, there's all this shit about angels and whatever. George Clinton signing his club to the baddies is the least believable thing in this film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so overall, I'd say I, I made a note just to say this movie is liquid shite. Um, <laughs> which... But it has been rolled in glitter. As I'm much as you can roll diarrhea in glitter. It's, <laughs> it's extremely bad. This was a very good choice for our 200th episode to watch one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, Which basically the plot is there's sort of two club owners and they like to do musical battles with each other. Princey Prince gets his funky bunch and they show up and do a battle and then eventually he wins the battle with a ballad after his sexy angel wife has been hit by a, a car and disappeared. Like, who was even driving that car? It just Was it some random dude? I didn't recognise them. I think it was just a random dude, yeah. Why make yeah. it actually mean something? Who knows? It's <laughs> only ten not. minutes after a scene in which Morris Day and his guys have all gone and, like, burned Prince's gear and kicked in all his gear in the club so that he can't do the show. Shows up and just does the show in the street anyway. Like, they do that, and then nothing happens as a consequence of it, which is great. <laughs> yeah, there's no consequences whatsoever. Um, this whole movie makes zero sense. It is terrible. The acting is awful. It was nominated for Razzies, and as you know, I don't care for the Razzies. I think it's a cruel and stupid thing to do. But you can kind of understand why, because yeah. it is extremely bad. Um, makes sense. It did not do well with critics or with audiences um, at the time. Uh, it was generally reviled by critics. Um, Even Prince's fans, I think, didn't have a lot of patience with it. I mean, by this time, they were starting to listen to grunge music. That's the thing, isn't it? It's true. And if maybe you, even some rap music as well. If yeah, Prince was furious about the rap music. That's why he didn't release another theatrical movie. He was like, I can't believe my fans are listening to rap music. This is an outrage. That's his actual um, voice, remember? That's his... <laughs> His actual voice, remember? Um, yeah, but 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 to- thinking about the sort of general um, movement in cultural impact, like Prince, Prince never went away as such, but there was a cultural dynamic shift away from that kind of more sentimental music to stuff that was a bit more guttural. Um, yeah. as you went into the nineties. Um, so, you know, this was, this was pre, uh, love symbol Prince, yeah. which was, I, I don't want to say like a renaissance. It was kind of just more of the same of the sort of, um, downward sort of scoping of, of, of how important he was in the general public consensus, um, of idiots who only listen to what MTV tells them to listen to. <laughs> 
I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He never went away, but you know, once he once he changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol, he he had a bit of um, a bit of renewed vigor, didn't he, in his contract dispute with Warner Brothers? <laughs> so this is all ahead of that. It, it sort of yeah. When when that happened, it was kind of he was parodied a lot more um, when when he when he dropped his actual name and went by an unpronounceable symbol instead um but didn't necessarily gain the same sort of um excitement for his music it was more like everything around the music everything about the persona that kind of lasted further into the 90s yeah um although i i like the songs in graffiti bridge mostly they're not as good as in purple rain but that one thieves in the temple which basically is the when doves cry of graffiti bridge is i think that's really good and a lot of the funky songs do stick in your head um, the funky jams are, are nice. It's just that you're watching it thinking, well, w- how does this relate to that thing that was happening? It doesn't. Okay, fine. This looks like yeah. a weird porno, but I'm enjoying the song. Yeah, and I, and I think part of the issue with that is exactly that, that none of the songs really connect to what's going on on screen. And I don't think they could really work out a way to tie them into a plot because most of the songs are just played in clubs. And you think okay, well, there's no plot here then, is there? If all of the music that's supposed to tie this together just takes place of bands playing it in clubs, yeah. it's kind of and a Purple bit of a Rain did that to a certain extent, But this, this film took what Purple Rain did with that and really went for it. Yeah, yeah, and just just poured it down the drain. It's yeah. just, yeah, not, not good, not good. Um, but... It is better than Three Chains of Gold. Which is really something. Before we move on to that, I just want to say I really like Mavis Staples as well, who appears as club owner Melody Cool and gets her one oh, song. Oh, yes. And it's yeah. just for no reason at all other than we've got Mavis Staples and she's going to sing a song now. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's great. That's a great moment. There are a lot of weird memeable moments in Graffiti Bridge, aren't there? Like when Prince, he enters Morris, or they go, guess who's, they're at Morris's club, and they go, guess who's coming to dinner for some reason? And Prince is standing in the door, and he just goes, ah, like for no reason at all. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's, not, it's just nonsensical rubbish happens all the time in this film, and that's, that, that's part of the, those are the little glimmers of enjoyment that you get in this, I suppose. Yeah, um, but Which is yeah. A, it's similar to the the funny sort of weird quality of the room, isn't it? It is. It is. This is if the room was a musical, this is what it would be. Yeah, for sure. It's Graffiti Bridge. Um, but yes, after that, I I did a bit of digging and I was able to find Three Chains we of did. Gold. And when we I f- found it. We both were able to obtain it on Laserdisc. Yes. Yeah. And, and when I found it, I thought, oh, well done, Rob. You've done some good digging and you found it here um aren't you great and then i started watching it and thought why the fuck did you find this stupid (laughs) stupid man um because it is awful (laughs) absolutely awful yeah it's not Um, really a film so it's almost not really fair to be trying to discuss it as a film but it's a thing that sort of is as if he wanted to make a film but then just kind of had a bunch of videos and tried to tie them together as um, a love letter to Mighty, who was to become his wife a couple of years later. Yeah, it's 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 not really, although it's billed as a movie, it's not a movie, it's a collection of music videos and then with weird little bits in between. Um, it yeah. also, you mentioned it with Graffiti Bridge, why does this feel like I'm watching a porno? 
I made that note about three chains of gold. I said, why does this feel like a softcore porn music video? Um, it opens with a load of women getting into a swimming pool together. <laughs> yeah, just like... Yeah, you Prince. see their naked bums. Prince, what are you doing? Why are there naked bums here? Is this why this couldn't get released theatrically? Is it just going to turn into a porno, uh, pornographic movie? Which would not um, surprise you from Prince at this point. No, <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Um, but instead, it then turns to some rap music and some dancing around. And there's some plot about a... It's it's She's a queen? She's an Egyptian princess. Like yeah, Egyptian princess. But Despite then, in real life being of Puerto Rican heritage. <laughs> Yeah, well, yes, but um, and and then something about Prince having to save her from her own people or something like that. They can never um, find the three chains that she has. No, and there are because, a few like scenes of like intimidating men around her, just sort of intercut with the music things, as if there's some threat from her people that they're going to steal the chains. But it never really comes to anything. Yeah, no, there's there's no drama. There's no real intensity here. Instead, it is just a selection of music videos. Um, and then this is the most egotistical of his movies. This is much more egotistical even than Graffiti Bridge. Because whereas in Graffiti Bridge, there was a vague plot here and there and dialogue that didn't revolve around Prince at times. Um, although most of it still revolved around the kid, there was moments where it didn't hear literally every other bit of other character dialogue is, oh, I heard Prince did this. I saw Prince do this. Yeah. Prince. Prince, Prince, Prince. And Prince some of it Prince. is like the people in the new power generation, his band, who are, who are the band from Graffiti Bridge as well. I think with a couple of different people like talking about him and talking about Mighty as well in a way that sounds like they're being interviewed or that it's like offcuts from media appearances rather than something in a film. And it's all really just kind weird. of strewn together in a way that makes zero sense. It's it's really odd. It's sort of like there's lots of talk about his motivations and what he does and and stuff like that. And it's just really odd. Um, it is like I said. It's just an it's an ego trip for him where the dialogue is all just Prince is so cool, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. I also agree that Prince is cool. But it's also I love my wife. <laughs> I love my wife because I'm Prince and I'm cool. And I release albums for free through the mail on Sunday. Uh, I'm Prince. I'm cool. My wife is sexy. <laughs> Would you like to hear about how sexy my wife is? And hear some people talk about how much I love her, even though she's I like brought her into the band without asking anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just bizarre, isn't it? It's truly odd. Um, but there's there's some moments. It's not worth the effort to track down. Definitely not. Don't watch this. Don't buy even a laser disc player just so you can watch it. Even if you're the biggest Prince fan in the world, you'll gain nothing from watching <laughs> this. Um, you you can note that Prince's facial hair is getting progressively worse over the course of his movies. Yeah. One of the songs just has him sitting on a stool in a way that looks really uncomfortable, like he's got hemorrhoids. Yeah, you got the hemorrhoid song. That's its actual name. Yeah. Um, there's also yeah. he's in an electric tube at one point as well yeah. do you, you know the electric yeah. tube scene <laughs> um yeah so so there's there's stuff like that he's just there singing in an electric tube and, and and lightning flows around him and stuff like that it's very silly um but also it looks incredibly cheap yeah it um, looks like a porno yeah this did not have even the budget of graffiti bridge nowhere near um most of the scenes take place in 
things like car parks yeah. or stuff like that. And you're like, well, what was the point? Why did this? Why did this even have to exist? Or stuff where they were filming anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like they had some um, concert footage, some music video stuff, some stuff of them rapping in car parks. And they were like, let's shoot just a few extra f- scenes of Mighty being like a sexy princess. And no disrespect to her. I think she does a great turn in all those scenes where Prince has just said to her, come on, do a little bit of acting for me, even though you never acted before. And she's gone, okay. Um, and they just sort of threw that all together and put it on a laser disc because it was 1994. And that was what you did in 1994. You couldn't do this now. <laughs> you shouldn't do this now. <laughs> No, you should learn from from Prince's um, mistakes. Yeah, don't do this. It's not a good idea. Um, It is an hour or so that I will not get back ever. It's about an Um, hour and 15 minutes. So not really even long enough to constitute a film. No, and no plot either to constitute a film. No, there's um, just they keep rec- returning to this thing that the the chains can never be found. She's she's rich. She's got chains. If the guys find them, there's going to be disaster. But none of it really matters because her and Prince are in a sexy relationship. Here's them sort of heart kind of shagging, but you can't really see while Prince sings a ballad. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, certainly something. And then at the end, there's like a title sequence that explains the love symbol. Sort of, as sort much of. as anything explains the love symbol. Yeah, and it, it it doesn't say it's because of a contractual dispute with Warner Brothers. It says it's some spiritual shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 definitely nothing to do with the contracts. <laughs> nothing no. at all. Um, I think there's the kernel of a film in there somewhere, but it's buried under so much nonsense that it would never be able to get out. Yeah, I think. There's something there, isn't there? And I think it could tie into another nonsense ego fantasy, wouldn't it? Of there's a there's a sexy princess who I need to rescue from hitmen with my love guitar. Yeah, I'd watch which, that. That's I could, what I was oh yeah, I could see, I could see that. But instead, it is just here's some people in a car park. I'm going to sing a song at them. My here's name an is electric Prince, tube, and I am funky. It starts with that one, and that's the best song in it. Uh, the guys, the songs sort of get progressively worse, don't they? Until it's until it's just him sort of doing weird serenades to matey for no for no reason. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's yeah, it's and and that's the other thing is from a musical perspective, it's not as enjoyable as Graffiti Bridge to watch. You know, certainly nowhere near as enjoyable as as, as Purple Rain to watch. Um, no. From a romantic perspective, did you read it as sort of a love letter to her and think that there was something romantic about that that no, sort I... of made you think, oh, well, at least there's a, there's a bit of a romantic intent behind it? No, I read it as a love letter to Prince <laughs> and a love letter to Prince's album, which it was promoting. I didn't read it as particularly a, a love letter to, to his his future wife but they were on the they were on the carousel together and all that stuff yeah <laughs> i don't no i don't agree with you i know you you've got a bit of a blind spot for prince uh, i know this and you like to see the good in in everything that i like creates. to see the good in prince yeah whereas i i love prince's music don't get me wrong but i'm not going to sit here and say there's any modicum of genuine there's any more genuine romance in his weird late mid-career 
almost porn films. <laughs> yeah, no, there is not. This is Prince in a car park asking people, I'm going to give you this hot dog if you say into that camera how great I am. Do it, you swine. <laughs> yeah, isn't there a point where he like waves a gun at someone and is like, get in the car and say how great I am? Yeah, that's basically what happens. Um, and that has nothing to do with the overall plot. What, what everything Prince does in this movie has nothing to do with the plot about the princess. <laughs> no, um, it's 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 absolutely diabolical. It's it's this is not even it's not even a movie, is it? Let's be honest. No, it it's a weird long music video, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That One has thing I aspirations did... of being something more than a music video by being long and strewn together and weird and throwing together a bunch of stuff about Prince and it's trying to say, hi, I'm Prince. One one thing I did find out is that Prince did a video game of sorts. Um, So it's not, it's not really a video game, um, but (laughs) it was just like all of Prince's stuff. It's not really an album. It's not really a film. I don't even know what it is, but Prince made it. (laughs) Well, with Prince, I'd say whatever he did, when it was music, it was obviously music. Half of his movies are obviously movies. <laughs> not so much yeah. Graffiti Bridge and definitely not Three Chains of Gold. But if you remember back in the 90s, people used to release these like interactive CD-ROMs that were sort of games, sort of things where you just clicked around and it played videos and shit. And loads of different people did it in, in yeah, various, yeah. various times. Um, and, and Prince did one called Prince Interactive that came out in 1994. Um, and basically you click around his studio, um, and you can click on little things where there's like a little puzzle video game that's kind of like Mist. I don't know if you remember Mist. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of like that. And then there's, there's songs you can play and videos you can watch and things like that. So it's sort of a video game, sort of a complete waste of time. <laughs> Um, somewhere between the two somewhere between the two yeah of the kind of absolute junk that got released in the 90s when people were trying to work out technology but didn't really know i remember what, what they the could first do mac there. that we had that had a color screen came with a bunch of games on a disc that were like that like fishing oh, games it. and stuff it was really <laughs> I weird love it. yeah because people didn't really know what to do with cd-rom technology at the time they were still finding their feet with it and yeah this is sort of similar to that um, apart from through the lens of Prince, so slightly even less sensical. Yeah, I would love to try and get hold of that on a laser disc. You can you can find um, you can find footage of it on YouTube. So I had a little look at it and got bored very quickly, but it's there. If you if you really want to go have a look at Prince Interactive, dear listeners, go ahead and do it. You can find it. And Prince was actually as i mentioned earlier ahead of the curve in terms of releasing music online he was doing that in like the mid 90s yeah yeah um and there is a scene in graffiti bridge as well isn't there where he's like typing on his macintosh (laughs) he's there he's 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 programming one of those useless mac games that he played yeah that's what he made for me (laughs) did you notice in one of the the like funky scenes of the funky jam at the end um there was a guy playing a game boy in the background of one yes, of those scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Prince was actually committed to technological advances. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'd, I'd say I'd say there's definitely that angle of it, isn't there? He was always trying out new media and try, trying to do different things. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I think I think this was kind of a, the beginning of you know you had Love Symbol, which came out what two years before Three Chains of Gold. Yeah, a, but a Three Chains before. of Gold was then promoting that album. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it's sort of this promotional thing for the idea of the Love Symbol. Um, and knowing, but it uses all the songs from that and album, and it uses and then the songs like, from it as well. Knowing yeah. that Prince is such a prolific guy, and he's probably written fifty albums between then, it's a bit strange. Yeah, and I wonder whether because it was a time period where there was this little bit of a break. So, Love Symbol came out in in ninety two, and then it would be ninety four before he released other stuff. So, almost maybe this was being used as a um this was being used almost as like a promotional thing to show hey i'm back remember love symbol yeah remember that um, thing that guy yeah that's me um yeah and so, so yeah i wonder whether i wonder whether that was um whether whether that was something to do with it yeah i think so um i'm just reading up on other <laughs> other albums as well um, you've Other got Prince the Bl- albums. You've got the Black Album. I'd never heard about the Black Album by Prince before. Yeah, it was so originally released in 1987, and then he had an epiphany where he believed the album was evil and refused to release it. What is this? Yep. Told you that he's an enigma. You know that's that's why he's such an enigma. There's all this spiritual stuff. There's all the God stuff. But 90% of the time he's singing about putting his penis in things. This is Prince. This is this is spectacular. How have I never heard about an album that he believed was evil? I don't... It's not on Spotify. Anyway, I'm looking... I'm checking now. Apparently it was an exclusive release on Tidal when it came to streaming services, if you oh, remember great. Tidal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, Originally, well, when he was alive, his music was only on Tidal. They only came oh, to Spotify really? after he died. Ah, okay. And like you um, could, there was no prints on YouTube. There was nothing. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting the 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 control over music that he had, um, which, and the lack is... of control that he had over his impulses when making films. <laughs> yes, yeah, but it's interesting that you know you had this person who was at the forefront of trying different media, but then when it came to the the real growth of 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 music democracy via the internet. Um, when that really became a thing, that was when he was more hesitant to, to get involved and release things across multiple multiple platforms. I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's just it's just interesting to, to to think of it in that way. There is so much music here, though. It's ridiculous how much music he released. Well, apparently it was what thirty nine studio albums, thirty eight studio albums, something like that that he released. That is um, insane. Which yeah is is uh, is impressive. That's <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of music. Yeah, and it can't all be good in that volume, can it? No, <laughs> but a better hit rate than his movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the only uh, one of which is pro- which is probably watchable is Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah, Purple Rain's the only one that's really worth watching. I know you've got a soft spot for for. Um, yeah under the cherry mean i do not uh <laughs> it's it's fine if you want to watch a bizarre awful curio graffiti bridge doesn't even reach that high and three chains of gold is not a movie no so we can discount that but here's the okay the, the most important final question is graffiti bridge a shit piece 
Oh, it's not interesting enough to be a shit piece. No? You don't think all the goofy stuff with Morris Day and all the weird angel stuff, all the non-sequiturs, all the funky dancing? Mm, no, I'd, I wouldn't call it a shit piece necessarily because that stuff is so few and far between. Between all of the pose-face nonsense and the songs, if there weren't any songs in Graffiti Bridge, it might be a shit piece. If it was just all Prince, um, like writing letters to his abusive dead dad and stuff yeah exactly if that was if that was the only content and maybe you had like two songs back to back about two-thirds of the way through to really fuck off the audience where they're like what the hell is going on has this now turned into a musical and then never appears again that would be a shit piece but the fact that it is basically a long music video for the album with these weird things thrown in i'd yeah i wouldn't necessarily say it's 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 not consistently shit piecey enough to be a shit piece. No, and you don't think Under the Cherry Moon is a shit piece either. Oh, no, it's just shit. It's just a piece of shit. <laughs> a shit piece or a piece of shit. That's yeah. that's how we decide upon films now. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. Scale. That's how we decide. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Sorry, Paddy. I don't think. I I think. Purple Rain is kind of a shit piece. Yeah. And that has that cohesiveness. I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, so, yeah. But, but yeah, the other stuff, no. No. Um, so, yeah. So, so have you got anything else you'd like to share about these two spectacular movies? No, just to say that I love Prince. And if, if you love Prince, then maybe check him out. <laughs> maybe still, even if you love Prince. <laughs> uh, it's a maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, watch Purple Rain. Maybe watch Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah, I, I would say definitely watch Under the Cherry Moon. Maybe, maybe watch Graffiti Bridge. Just if you've the... exhausted all your other options in lockdown. Yeah, um, and then yeah, no, <laughs> not to Three Chains of Gold. It's not worth tracking down. <laughs> no, don't buy a laser disc player like no. me. No. Cost me a lot of money. I'm gonna try and send it back. <laughs> cost, yeah. If you want to donate money this week, yeah, actually, yeah. Please, two laser disc players. <laughs> please put some money in our tip jar so we can pay ba- pay to ship them back to the people who sold them to us from eBay. Otherwise, Morris Day is going to make us eat hot peppers. Yeah. Um, Morris Day. Is so yeah, I don't come round and kiss me. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any trivia for these really. Um, so I don't know if you want to jump straight into, uh, straight into rate, rating. Yeah, let's them. rate, let's rate them. Um, so do you want to do the, should we do them separately? Is there even anything we can do to rate Three Chains of Gold? We should rate it as a film, I suppose, just because we watched it from that purpose, even though it is not a film. <laughs> but the thing is that I feel bad because it's going to end up being probably at the bottom of 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 our rankings. Well, let's see. It's still better than after we collided, right? You'd still rather watch it than that. Yeah, I guess. What did after we collided get? That got like one, I think. Okay. I haven't been keeping my spreadsheet of all the scores. I'd I'd rather still rather watch Three Chains of Gold than like Baywatch or something. I don't know. Didn't or Baywatch have like an exploding pig or something? <laughs> <laughs> there was something stupid in that movie that really made me laugh. Um, 
Yeah, I'd... Um... Okay, let, I'm just going to go with my gut and we'll let it fall where it falls. But from my perspective, I'd probably say that it's not... They don't deserve to be lower than after we collided. But No, no. Yeah. Um, so, so how many... How many angels did you accidentally run over on your way to Prince's Club? <laughs> I was the guy who was driving the car. Killed the sexy angels. Um, let's see. I ran over five angels out of a possible 20. Yeah, I ran over four angels. So between us, we're not in God's good books. No. Um, but yeah, th- this movie could have been worse. Could, could have been worse. This movie gets points for me because Morris Day is funny. There's the occasional stupid bullshit. And at times it looks kind of pretty, but it is an awful film. And some of the songs are good funky jams. Yeah, the songs are good, but it's not really a musical because there's no real continuation of plot through the music. No, the so songs might, don't add anything. You might as well there. you might as well just listen to the album <laughs> rather than watch the film. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So but uh, yeah, overall is a disaster of a movie. Yeah. Um, and then three chains of gold. Um, how many times did you hear Prince asking people to talk about how great Prince is during your time watching Three Chains of Gold? Oh wow! Well, I I think I heard that maybe three times. There are three chains of gold that say I've got the three chains. I've got them. Three chains of gold. Get the three. <laughs> how, how many? How many chains of gold do you have? I've yeah. I've I've only got two chains of gold because I'm paranoid about this getting a better score than after we collided. Yeah, and it doesn't that. In my heart, I'd give it a one because it is just trash. <laughs> pointless trash that has no redeeming features or qualities it does have a redeeming feature it's called prince no even then prince is the redeeming feature that's why this stuff exists it gets one point for i'm prince and i'm funky it gets one point for prince being in a lightning tube it gets zero points for anything else there we go (laughs) my name is prince and I am funky. My favorite flavor, Ben and Jerry's, is Chunky Monkey. That's the lyrics, right? <laughs> yeah, he might as well be singing that for all anyone's <laughs> listening to it. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. So, but thank you for bringing these into my life for our two hundredth episode. You're welcome. Thank you for your your honest and astute opinions. I always appreciate it. Yeah, I sorry for shitting on things that prince has created but i can't in good conscience right. recommend either of these terrible films he's dead he's not gonna find out he will prince lives forever in our hearts and our penises yeah he's actually yeah he's an angel he's an angel in your <laughs> he's penis. the sex angel the sex angel yeah. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that a movie in the 80s <laughs> sounds like the kind of the thing sex that he'd angel. Make. yeah the sex <laughs> angel on the kind of thing that we would watch as well. Yeah, well, there's there's a, there's a movie called The Sex of the Angels that came out in 2012. Okay. And also Angels of Sex is a movie. <laughs> that sounds like an album by Motley Crue. <laughs> it probably is. Um, yeah, Angels of Sex, a Spanish romance. Shall we watch this next? No, sure, I, have no I have no idea what this is. Um, I do not want to... I don't want to take a random decision to throw me into no, some. No, no. I think it's important that we start sex. our new century off on the right foot. Yeah, and and I've I've got something for this actually because I was thinking these are two terrible films 
with musicians in that are sort of about romance but really about music what about if we watch a vaguely competent movie that's an adventure with musicians in that's sort of about romance but really about music and we're going to go back in time going back in time this time to alvin and the chipmunks we're going back to 1965 oh and we're going to watch the beatles in help ah nice yeah i have seen that but it was a very long time ago yeah we're starting off we're starting off our 201st episode with a beatles movie that's a good segue from prince movies i like that that's a yeah, good move yeah i thought yeah is it something something a bit different but equally something similar very good well thank you very much everyone for listening and for sticking with us through the last 200 episodes we really really appreciate it and you know if you haven't listened to them all what as we say occasionally why not dip into the back catalog there's so much stuff you can get to if you it's not a bad time to revisit episode 100 under the cherry moon that's my that'd be my pick yeah we got episode 52 purple rain we got episode 100 under the cherry moon we've got episode 163 which is a movie i do not know the name of but why don't you go and find out what it was yeah 163 i wonder that's a that's a good number that's one away from the number of games in a baseball season oh really so we've done more episodes than the number of games in a baseball season yep that's true 162 games I am actually going to go and look what was 163. It was Eurovision. It was Eurovision, an episode about Eurovision, saga. which is a good episode. You should go listen to that as well. And also music themed. Yeah, that's that is, true. Have I got psychic powers? I think you do. Or was it just the ghost of Prince telling me, here, yeah, go to a... Sorry, that's not Prince's voice. Here, you should go to episode 163. <laughs> I'm your it's sexy about music. angel. I'm your sexy angel, Prince. <laughs> purple rain, purple rain. <laughs> My name is Prince. And, and I, I am, am funky. It just sounds like Alan Partridge now. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, we hope you enjoy all that stuff. Um doing prince's voice and whatever that's i know that's why you really listen to the the show you hogs yeah come come for the film discourse stay for the silly voices yeah that's what it's all about and we're going to be doing them till we die so thank you for coming on this journey with us um there you can find us on twitter at big boys don't pod on emails big boys don't cry podcast at gmail.com there's a link in our show notes where you can give us money as mentioned before please pay off our laser disc bills And we will be back next week to talk about the Beatles in help. Yeah, goodbye. Bye.